Jammer Sports, the voice of a dad nation. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. I'm the Hammer. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Seth Evans. And that's Shark. You can follow him at Kevin Sharky. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys listening in, all of our Shammerhead Nation. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, hit us up on Twitter at ShammerPod. Uh, we're here for all your Shammerheads and your thoughts. What's going on, Shark? My man, good to talk to you. I feel like it's been like a thousand years and also about five minutes since I last spoke to you. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. You know, we went away together in between, but it's been a minute. How's it going? Good, man. Things are great. So uh, Super Bowl happened this past week. I'm, I don't know about you. I feel like it's been talked to, to absolute death about the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't really have much to add other than uh, I have two things about it, but it's not technically the Super Bowl I wanted to talk about. But it was right. two sports-related things I wanted to go into. Let's do it. First things first, we had talked about this previously with the idea that we were hoping Mahomes would win a Super Bowl because I didn't want to have the whole offseason debate about who the best quarterback is. That conversation is fucking over. He is the best quarterback in the league. There's no question. No, ar- like what argument is there at this point? There is no one B. He is one. He might be one B when he's injured and then it's everybody else. There is a clear <laughs> divide. So you're saying the second best quarterback in the league is Mahomes with an ankle injury? Correct. I think yeah. I'm, he just won a Super Bowl that way. So yeah, I am saying that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts put on a fucking show. I'm impressed with that dude. I, I have he nothing but awesome. positive things to say. But yeah, Mahomes is on a different plan. It's like he's playing a different sport. Yeah, he, he's on a, another level. He's doing things, I've said this exact sentence before, he's doing things we've never seen before. I don't think we really are comprehending how incredible he is yet. But no, no. that conversation's over. Yeah, so I'm glad we have a whole summer off from that. I was dreading the uh, you and I having to discuss it every other week. Like, is he really the best? Uh <laughs> That's done. No, no, it's done. We can so go on that, the Burrow versus Allen, but that'll be yeah, a different day. That's a great conversation for 2A and 2B. Yeah. But uh, no, the other thing I want to talk to you about, obviously everybody hammered the penalty at the end of the game to death. I have a different question for you on it, though. Okay. I, I have to say, let me start here. I was really impressed with uh, the dude on the Eagles, Bradbury, admitting like he's like, yeah, dude, I fucking held him. Like, I was just hoping they weren't going to call it. Yep. And loved it. loved it. The whole world was like, they shouldn't have called that. I get it because I had the same like, oh, dude, you can't call that in the last minute of the game. But also, of course, you have to fucking call that in the last minute of the game. I mean, it's a penalty. You, you can see That's what I'm day that you held him. I, I don't – I mean, I get I'm a huge hockey fan, and hockey has this unwritten rule where they basically don't call penalties in overtime, and they just let them play. As they say, just let them play. Just let them play, yeah. But, but, but a penalty is a penalty. Like, there is never a time when you should be able to get away with doing something illegal. Right. That's the whole point of having a rule book. Yeah. It's a weird catch 22 of like, they shouldn't call it, but also they have to call it. And I mean, I get it. You, my whole thing with, with refs is always just call it the same. The whole yes. game. I, I can't stomach the, like, if you're going to let them play, let them play from the first minute. Uh, no, I'm right there. I, if anyone wants to complain about this penalty in the sense that it's not a penalty, they were calling the entire game. Listen, I buy that. It, it's, sure. it's true. They did not call defensive holding a lot. That was not a super egregious hold. That said, you as a player have to know all eyes are on everything there. They knew it was a passing play. They knew the situation. They knew they were watching it. Like, 
it's a penalty. He pulled his jersey. He impeded his. It was not a lot, but he impeded his progress. Yep, exactly. Call it. Yeah, you got to call that, and that's that. I, I, I feel like there's a weird thing in the world though, where it's like, no, you shouldn't call any penalties in the last ninety seconds of a game. Like, well, I don't know if that's real. No, it's somebody said something. I'm paraphrasing where they basically were like, "I'm trying to explain to this police officer why I shouldn't get a ticket for speeding in the last two minutes of my commute because I was great for the first 58." Like, <laughs> that's, that's not that, how things work. There's rules. It's, it's a flat line. It's uh, you know what? That sums flat- it up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't get a speeding ticket because I'm really close to work. Yeah. Um, no, no, I I found that an odd angle it was a weird conversation come out of it but i do i do have to say i respect the shit out of all of the eagles being like that's not why we lost no and it's true i mean listen they before that play they gave up two wide open touchdowns with a 65 yard punt return in the middle they had a 10 point lead they didn't lose because of that one play they were about to be losing and still were going to have to go down the field and do something else afterwards now has anyone in philadelphia checked on the punter I feel like we haven't heard anything about him since, and odds are he has not survived getting back to Philly. Probably not a bright future for that guy, no. No, he definitely is not showing up to a Philly bar anytime soon. <laughs> if they didn't know what he looked like before that play, they do now. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, football's done, man. It, it, it was a great run, great fun season, and now we have spring fever, and I had the weirdest moment the other day. Okay. Uh, my wife said, hey, do you want to do something, blah, 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 on Sunday? And I was like, ew, Sunday? No, of course. Wait a minute. Wait, there's no <laughs> football. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is weird again, having to say, yeah, I'm free on Sunday. It's weird having to plan two days, right? Like, you get yep. spoiled for 22 weeks. It's like, oh, okay, I don't know what we're doing Friday night or Saturday yet, but I know what I'm doing on Sunday. Yep, Sunday's and, locked and loaded. And now all of a sudden weekends feel like really long, especially yeah. in this little window where I guess it's not that little in the Northeast, where it's not nice enough to be outside yet. It's like, well, what am I going to do, sit home and watch movies for two days? I mean, yeah, you can do that, but it's not actually as much fun as oh, sports and everything. No, no, you don't know. Uh, up here in the North, it's 60 degrees right now because the world is clearly ending and global warming is destroying us. It's ah, 60 man. degrees in February and odds are it's going to snow in March and April and May. <laughs> like, we, are, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we are checking in at a cool 70-something right now. We've got tornado watches going out the wazoo. There's a nasty line of storms coming. My wife is actually, as we record this, going to pick the kids up from school because... We are the schools are not closing and we're just not comfortable with it. Like it uh, living in the South, here's something that, that they don't tell you when you move down here. Tornadoes are fucking terrible, man. Well, so and also scary. did she go get the milk and eggs and bread? <laughs> so we don't have to do that for those storms. We don't need our milk sandwiches for a tornado storm because it's just it's uh. in and out. It's like one hour of We've spent three days monitoring the weather. What's gonna happen? What's the timing? What like I'm now a, a half meteorologist i know what to look for like oh the weather app says we're going to drop 27 degrees in a 12 hour stretch that means there's a cold front coming through that means there's storms coming through and oh it didn't rain beforehand and the sun came out that means it's giving more fuel to the tornado like i these are things i know you understand barometric pressure (laughs) i'm not that smart i shouldn't know these things but like every single thing is is this gonna be the one what a uh, I don't know, man. This is the this is the thing that makes me not want to live in the South. Yeah, but then you have a seventy two degree day and you're over it. Oh yeah, this weekend it's going to be in the sixties and seventies again, and I'm I'm cleaning out the smokers and the grills, and I'm chilling in the backyard. Like, yeah, just got to get through this one hour. That's it. 
that's what I was saying to my wife uh, after we were in Florida in the warm weather. I'm already trying to convince her let's move somewhere south to warmer weather because I was like, I could grill all year round. Like here yeah. now I grill like eight months, maybe nine. I'll stretch it. But I can't I can't grill most of the time now. And even the problem is on a 60 degree day like today, I'd have to go get propane. I'd have to clean You're the grill. Prepared I, for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not set for this. This is no, chaos. You, you winterize your backyard. No, absolutely. Now we keep like I don't grill December, I don't grill. Like, I'm not going to pretend I do. But that's more because there's so much else to do with the holidays and with everything. Other than that, I get one or two good grilling days every single week of the year. Like, guaranteed. I can – good enough to throw the steak on the grill, run inside because it's a little bit cold. But it's still, like, 45, 50 degrees, so I can make it work. So, with the tornado, do you do grilled milk sandwiches? (laughs) Smoked milk sandwiches, really. Ah, It's a a low and slow. Yeah, ah, gotcha. I mean, you, it really it the smoke flavor, a good hickory in the wheat bread, it's a phenomenal combination. Ah, it sounds magical. You can't really argue <laughs> with it. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's just you get through football season and that's it. it you, you, your mind just plays that trick on you. It's like, okay, well now it's warm weather. Now it's time to go do things. That's you, you got to get her out of Jersey. You got to yep. come south so that you can because by March first here, we're outside every single weekend. Yeah, see, I base I, I base all of my knowledge of what season it is based on sports. So, like, <laughs> pitchers and catchers reporting. Oh, cool, it's almost spring. It's spring. <laughs> that's, that's how I operate on that. Oh, cool, football's back, it's fall. Yep. Oh, yeah, now, once football comes back, I don't need those 80 or 90 degree days anymore. Like, I'm over that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it down. But Yeah, but, you know, the only trade-off that is a positive to uh, the football season ending is new TV shows coming back, man. I'm so excited. There's so many good shows that are like, hey, we're coming in March. Hey, we're coming in April. Uh, what Did do they you... do that on purpose because of football ending? Like, they knew that they had us? They have to. Right? Like, they're smart. They're smarter than we are. They know that shit. Well, we're both huge fans. I mean, Ted Lasso's coming back in March. I think they know well enough. Like, you know what? We're probably not going to have as good of an audience on a Sunday. No. And that, oh, I am so excited for that. When that dropped... They dropped the trailer on Valentine's Day, I think, and it's coming back March 15th. <laughs> we started rewatching the first season that night. We were just like, you know what? I need to watch Ted Lasso again. That is like my, that show is my happy place. What a simple, easy rewatch too. Like I've oh, rewatched it probably twice ever. Yeah, it, it's one of the most rewatchable shows of all time. And we're only two seasons in. I know that there's a lot of people, they haven't confirmed it. Season three might be the last season ever. You and I are on the same page with this because we talked about it with The Good Place. I don't I don't need years and years and years of greatness. I just need greatness while it lasts. Yep. Give me your best. Give me. I'd rather have three amazing seasons than five meh seasons. Yeah. Don't stretch it out. If you wrote a three-season show, that's it. End it after three. Yeah. Tell your story to the best you can. Like It's like that show Lost. The yeah. first season was so cool. I quit after the first season. It just fell off a cliff because the writers had no intention yeah, of it being it, more than a season. They did not know what to do after that. No, I completely agree. I'm right there. Give me the give me the good, and then I'm done. So. Uh, there's two other shows that are coming that I'm pretty excited about, but they have absolutely no rewatchability in my mind. Okay. Uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, love it, and love- completely agree. I, I can't. I will. I will rewatch the last episode. Yep. But that's it. Yeah, the last like the season finale of season two. I'll check out because I feel like it's been like a year and a half since that show was out. Just uh, to make sure I know what's up. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit and, like, I'm never going to pop on season one, episode one of Mando, like. And just flow through it. It's not as good. You know, I, if I'm rewatching, I want it, like you said, it's a background show. 
I want yeah. it on while I'm doing something else. And that doesn't work that way with, with Mando. But man, I'm excited for that one. It's been like a year and a half since it's been on our TV. Legit. And the other one that's totally not rewatchable, but I love, uh, wife and I watch this, is Top Chef, um, which I know you're into as well. Huge Top Chef fan. It, it, I mean, anything cooking related, I'm I'm all in on. But yeah, I don't need to rewatch competition. They, they kind of lose their luster when you know who's going to win every challenge. It's not the same. I find it funny, like when you when you're watching it and you're like episode twelve of the season, and they do the intro with all the people, and you're like, "Who the fuck was that?" Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't even person. remember that person. <laughs> no, it's no fun. recollection. No, it, because they go out like you you figure out two or three episodes in who the main five or six are. Every now and then, one of them goes home earlier than you expected, and you're like, "Oh, I did not see that coming." Yeah, but for the most part, you can tell who you're watching. Like who who are the stars of the season? The other 10 people, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember them by the finale. That's for sure. Now, I wonder if that's going to change this year. So for all of you guys listening to us, we are planning on doing a Top Chef fantasy draft. Yes. Now, I wonder how this is going to play out if we're actually going to remember these people once we draft them and we invest ourselves into these people. I, I feel like it, it has to, right? Like I'm going to pick Joe Schmo from Massachusetts and he's going to go home in the first episode. I'm going to remember that once again i suck at drafting and it has parlayed its way into top chef <laughs> not only do i suck at football drafting i suck <laughs> at chef drafting yeah like i can't i can't pick anything do not no. listen to me no but you gotta no. work on trades that's the key you gotta be able to trade them uh, i'm excited about that <laughs> no yeah exactly if we can trade picks i'll give you this chef for that chef and throw yeah. in a steak knife and, and a 2024 <laughs> future pick <laughs> dynasty top chef how do we make that one work i'm in yeah That'll be interesting. That's, I guess, when you start picking judges and see who they're going to win. <laughs> that like, judge oh. always picks the dude. So yeah, like I know, I know Padma's <laughs> going to pick like whoever, like the good-looking dude is, because she's always trying to flirt and bang them on the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never fails. Nope, that's just yeah. You got to find the storylines, and you get four points for that. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm excited for those shows. Are there any other ones that you've heard recently coming out that you're pumped about? Nothing major. A show that's on right now that we've been watching a lot on Apple TV, Shrinking, which is by oh. Brett Goldstein, who is Roy Kent. He helped write it, and it's got Jason Segal and Bill Lawrence, who created Ted Lasso, and he did Scrubs and a bunch of other shows like that. It's about four, four episodes in. If you like Ted Lasso, I would recommend watching this because it's that same, like, deep dive mental, you know, like mental health and feel good type of story really really good i will be adding that to my list as uh i did not know all those details i heard about it and didn't really think about it uh that is already being added to my list while we're sitting here yeah four episodes in i think episode five comes out tonight actually it's new episodes release on thursday nights so my assumption is it kind of is going to go right up to when ted lasso premieres and that'll be the finale and then we'll just move right into ted lasso which perfect little appetizer yeah that's a nice little warm-up i've uh I've been crushing, I crushed two shows recently. Okay. Uh, cr- uh, Criminal Minds Evolution on Paramount. Ooh. So did you ever get down with Criminal Minds, the original one on CBS, like for 20 year procedural drama? I didn't make it the full 20 years, but yeah, I, I checked it out in the beginning. Back so when we used to watch network TV. Yeah, yeah. So I was super into it when it was started and obviously you fade off at the end, but uh, they brought it back on Paramount as like a darker, more fucked up version with like cursing and more serious and it shot Ooh. better. I'm all in. I'm nice. all in. It's a 10 episode thing. It was great. I can't wait for season two now. 
10 episodes is all I need. I don't think I can invest my time in a 22 episode show anymore. 22 is rough, man. <laughs> not a thing I can do. Like we are, we, we are way past that. Yeah. That's a lot. You know what? It's hard even committing to anything. Like I did a, I did a watch of Friday night lights. Cause I had never actually watched the show before. Great. Right. Wonderful show. Even a, I, I have to say one of the better nailing the endings of a show. Yep. Um, but that was a lot of fucking episodes to watch, man. A lot of episodes. There's a lot of episodes. <laughs> like, when you get in and you you do episode one or two and you're like, oh, I wonder how many episodes are in this season. You just keep scrolling and just going and going. It, it, it's daunting. Like you, you get, I'm eight episodes in. I'm not even halfway through a season and I got five of these. Like it makes some of the older shows really tough to to recommend because who who does? Who wants? Yeah, it has to be great in order to, to, to give that time up. Yeah, so that show had 22 in the first season. And that was like, the problem with a 22 episode season is it's like three different shows. Yeah. Like there's so much storyline that you end up like basically totally off base from where you started. Whereas like a 10 episode thing is like concise on point. So they crushed the Criminal Minds Evolution. It's called Highly Recommended if you liked any of the first few episodes, first few seasons of that show. Nice. And on the 22 episode front thing. So one thing that we've lost before you tell me what the other show is, mm-hmm. is the filler episode, right? We used to have the random episodes that didn't move the story forward and they just existed. Saved by the Bell went to the beach club for two episodes. Oh my God. Whatever. Like, do you miss that? Like, not in the fly episode in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Was, I, I'm never going to get those 46 minutes back from my life. <laughs> And, and I would waste them anyway, but I'm not getting them back. <laughs> right. I don't necessarily use all my time that well, no matter what. No. But don't waste it. Let me waste it myself. I, I, I don't necessarily miss it because they were just weird. Like, there's certain ones, like the random Ted Lasso Christmas episode. Awesome. That's sure. great. Coach uh, at Night? That's uh, a bit weird for me. It was weird. It was weird, but that one happened to work really well. But in general, no, I'm not a big fan of those. And I have to say, I'm a huge proponent of uh, foreign shows. I like any show from other countries because if we're seeing it, it's the best shit they have. That's true. So so if it gets to us and what I find other countries do better than we do is they don't do filler. They'll do a six episode season. They'll do an eight episode season. There's no like it has to be X number of episodes. They tell the story and that's that. I, I found that with uh, what was the Idris Elba show? Oh, Luther. Yes, that was kind of my first introduction to super short seasons. And right. the first time I I went to check it out, I was like, "But I'm only getting six episodes or whatever it is." But then you realize like they're just all so good. That's yeah, it. There's no filler in it, and also some of those episodes are an hour and a half. They're like, yeah. they, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They just do whatever makes sense, which is the way stories are supposed to be told. Uh, I love that TV shows have taken the liberty of we're going to be however long we want to be. This is only 20 minutes and this one's going to be 87. And that's our story. Yeah. Well, I love it. That leads to my, the other show I've been crushing that I'm, I'm recommending for you. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Jeremy Renner. Okay. Uh, it's all about this town in Michigan that is basically all prisons. And for some reason, and you have to suspend a little bit of logic with it. For some reason, there's this guy who is basically in charge of everything. And even though he doesn't act, he's not a cop, he's not in the prisons. But for some reason, everyone just lets him, that's why they call him the mayor of Kingstown. He's just in charge of everything going on. In the show, it's just every episode is just more insane than the last one. Awesome. And where is this one? Uh, On Paramount Plus. Okay. Both on Paramount Plus. Yep. Paramount Plus. Uh, They're crushing it so far. I got to give them credit. Um, 
they so with this speaking of the episode times the first episode of the season was 57 minutes the second episode was 37 the next one was 44 i love the like just tell the story yeah just tell the story you don't have to stretch it because then you're you're removing filler scenes yep and and storylines because that was what the the issue with the 22 episode 42 minutes because with commercials Mm -hmm. uh, of procedural network tv was it always used to be like okay well our story is only 26 minutes so now we need to have bob go and get in a fight with somebody at a coffee shop or (laughs) the constant uh you know what else i always liked that those procedural shows do the flyover of the city yes how many times can we fly over New York City? I literally can tell you what the top of every building in New York City looks like. Like, let's just cut those two minutes and 37 seconds out of every episode. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. I don't need to see more buildings. Nope. So, yeah. I'm in there. I'm right there with you. Yeah, but no, I, I'm wrote, wrote down. So, our recommendations for everyone listening Shrinking, Criminal Minds, and Mayor of Kingstown. I think everyone needs to check those out and let us know what you think on the Twitters and the internets. We'd love to hear your thoughts and see if we're right, because this goes back to our recommendations thing. We're trying it, everybody. We're going to shoot you guys recommendations. We need to earn your respect. Okay, so I have a rant that I need to go on, that I need to know if I'm crazy or if this is just a problem in the world. We always talk about how we're going to fix the world and make, make rules that apply for everybody. Do you know what drives me fucking crazy? I had to call the doctor's office and reschedule an appointment, which... Aside from the fact that I should be able to do that online, it's really fucking stupid. I can't. (laughs) I had a call. I sat on hold. So I'm already annoyed. It's like 20 minutes of sitting on hold, which it's 2023. I should not have to sit on hold. No. Um, But aside from that fact. So I'm sitting on hold. I finally get through and I'm already annoyed. So I was like, hey, listen, you know, I got to reschedule. I can't make this appointment, blah, blah, blah. I'm open for any Saturday you have. She's like, well, we don't have that. I was like, okay. (laughs) Don't have Saturdays. Great. Just never. Yeah, just, okay, fine, whatever. Cool. I'm pretty open to any day you have what's available. She goes, well, tell me when you want. I was like, well, how about Friday? She said, no, we don't have a Friday anytime between whatever I was talking about. (laughs) Okay. I was like, well, how about you tell me what's available and I'll tell you which one I can take. Yeah. Let's do it this way. What a stupid fucking way to do it. I feel like that happens anytime you get on the phone to talk about scheduling. They're, oh. They just want you to keep throwing dates at them. And it's like, no, 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 dude. Like, just, yeah. You're literally looking at your calendar. You tell me what's available, and I'll yeah. tell you which one to work. You know that you have 45 minutes on Thursday. Just tell me that. Just say, yeah. I can do 3 to 3.45 on Thursday. Don't make me guess. Don't make me come to that conclusion. Oh, I I hate talking on the phone. And oh. I think that's probably part partly a generational thing. We just don't have to do it as much. I also don't understand why there's still so many things that we need to do it for. Like, if I kind of related but different if i am able to sign up for something online don't make me call to cancel it i know why they do but don't make me do that yeah just do those things like everything needs to be done online at this point like phone calls i understand like my parents would prefer calling sure yeah so have that option yeah have somebody there i'm okay with that but i don't have somebody not there for me but like the fact that i can't reschedule it online is insane to me it, it shouldn't be that hard. It, it, it should be you, you open the app and you see that that time doesn't work. And you the same way you can because can you schedule the original appointment online? Uh, well, so 99 percent of the time with the doctors around here, at least you go and then you always schedule a follow up or a next appointment and you always schedule before you leave. OK, which great, easy, simple. 
okay, great. Yeah, put me down. It's like a, when you go to the dentist, you're like, great, put me down for this day in six months. I have no fucking idea if I can go to it. Right. But at least I have a reminder, like, oh, shit, I got to go to the dentist. To try to make it work. And you say, oh, it's usually okay Thursday mornings. No, I, I do that. Uh, we have, um, I guess we're lucky down here. The, the big hospital network is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt University and Vanderbilt Medical Center are in Nashville. So all of our cities have little satellite offices. From a from an online perspective, they're so easy to use. Like even if we're sick and we need to go visit the walk-in clinic, I can go online and schedule 1045, 11, 1115 for my walk-in clinic appointment same day. Which yeah, it, but if I need to change it, I I have to call them. Yeah. I just shenanigans, I say. I mean, I get they, they don't want to have people constantly changing appointments and it would be much easier in that, but it just, there's got to be a simpler route to this. Even if you just, fine, we can't do it online, fine. But when I call, I'll be like, here, are the, like, give us a week. Give us the days of the week that work best for you. Right. I'd be like, okay, great. Anytime between Thursday and Saturday, between 10 and 2, tell me what appointment you got. Perfect. I've got this Thursday at this time and I do not have any Saturdays for seven weeks if that's what you really want. Yeah, like, instead, that's I'm not that hard. Guessing. Yeah, I'm just guessing like an idiot. Like, oh, well, how about this time? No, we don't have that. It's like, well, I'll just go fuck myself then. This is why I don't go to the doctors because I just don't want to talk to somebody on the phone and deal with that. So they're now affecting my health. It's not me, it's them. So are you saying that we may have just figured out how to make the country healthier? <laughs> By just having online scheduling? Yeah, turns out we actually just should just solve like world health crisis. That's, I mean, it's, it works for me. If I could do it all online, I just don't like talking to people. Yes. Current company notwithstanding, I don't enjoy the act of being on the phone. It's, I'm past it. It was cool in the 90s when I had my own line in my bedroom and oh, yeah. my phone was neon or whatever the hell. Like, that's it. But that's about the extent of my phone enjoyment. Could you imagine sitting on the phone other than right now while we're doing this? But like, I couldn't imagine just like calling somebody. I always think of family guy. Uh, they have this scene where Peter decides to call Quagmire and he says, Hey, what you think about? And Quagmire goes, you called me. What do you want? <laughs> I, I called, I don't remember who it was or my, you know, one of my parents or my in-laws or, but I, I needed to ask a question and I just called them because I know that they, they, they prefer talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. And as they picked up, my first reaction was to be like, I'm sorry I called you without texting first. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what got in me that I just picked up the phone and dialed them. It, it's so unnatural. I could never imagine being like, oh, man, Seth and I are we're going to Disney together next week. And, and let me just call him and make sure that he's playing. No, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to text no. you. No. I, I, You'd I be offended. Friends. Yeah. I have. I, well, no. What would happen is I wouldn't answer. And I would text you and be like, what's up? <laughs> so and then the other thing that people do is they call and i don't answer and then they leave a voicemail i don't want to have to listen to your voicemail why can't you just send me a text now i've got this red icon on my phone i've got this 90 second message and i feel like half the time if you delete it right away it comes back like the soul of that voicemail is haunting my phone Yep, it's embedded in the phone now. Yeah, I, you know what? Can you turn off voicemail? Because I would be down to just like get rid of it. Somehow my wife's is not set up. And she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it that way. It's just, she like, if you call her, it says, we're sorry. This voicemail box has not been set up. 
I gotta do that. Yeah, because yeah, it's like that commercial. I forget which car company it is about the like turning into your parents thing. <laughs> and they do the whole rant about like the guy being like, "Well, you gotta say the number twice. They're never gonna catch in the first." He's like, he's like, "No, no, no. You're calling. It has caller ID. They know who's calling. They they see it right there. Yeah, it's it's. I always get, hey Kevin, it's your mom. No, I I know. I, I got it. I saw. Yeah. It's like signing signing text messages like from Seth. <laughs> like what? But you know what I do that I am guilty of, and I don't know why. Like the first time I text somebody, I'm like, "Hey Seth, blah blah blah." I don't necessarily. I don't need to give you a greeting. I could just say blah blah blah. But I do say that. Hey Seth, is that because I'm old? Like, am I halfway between? And the signature will come as I approach fifty. I think so. Oh, I think it's only, I think it makes sense because. <laughs> I am also a big proponent. I, so I, in my life in sales and being at conferences all the time, I'm always meeting people. Yeah. Always meeting people, getting names. I've come to the realization you never actually have to say somebody's name. Once you meet them? Yeah. Once you've met them the first time, you never have to say their name again. I always go, hey, buddy, Sarge, champ, dude. It, I don't say people's names. No, I, I get it. And maybe half the time it's because I don't remember their names, but. At the same time, I do realize it's, I don't know if it's a lost art form per se, or it's just, you know, the, the juxtap of a conversation just doesn't require it anymore. We're just talking. Yeah. Like, I don't I, think that we ever call each other Seth and Shark on, on, on here, or no. Shark and the Hammer on here. We just talk. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. I feel like it's a, it, the difference of communication now is so much more consistent. It's not. I never really feel like a conversation ends anymore. Whereas it used to be like, okay, I'm hanging up the phone with this person. I don't know when I'm going to speak to them again. Like you were talking about being on the phone in the nineties. Like yeah. you could have just never gotten on the phone with somebody again and never spoken to them. But right. now I feel like I'm always in communication with everyone that I talk to. Well, and that in and of itself is like, I don't know about you, but you know, mid nineties, right around the advent of AOL. Like I used to sit on the phone with, you know, usually not guys, but with girls for, an hour and a half, two hours after school. And you think about it, it's like, well, at some point in time, I just, I stopped calling that person. And now I don't even remember their name. But no. for a moment in time, like every day, that was, I talked to you on the phone. We that was dating. a common we, thing. We were just, like, we just talked on the phone. Yeah, that was a super normal common thing. I wonder if kids today do FaceTime like that instead. I don't know what they do. Do they just send each other Snapchats or t- like, I, I really don't know. This is my out of touch. And I guess when our kids who are both, you know, first grade, when they get a little older, they'll teach us, but I don't know what happens now. Yeah. They just send each other pictures of butts. I like, I don't understand like how they communicate anymore. <laughs> like kids don't make any sense. It's so weird. I, I don't understand kids, but I guess that's, you know, we were old and out of touch. Good for us. We've proven, if nothing else, with this conversation, we we are the guys saying, "Get off my lawn." <laughs> we're we're old, but so kids, right? Last week we went away together. Not we both planned our own family vacation and and happened to be in Disney, so we made sure that we met up for a day. And yep. for both of us, it was three or four days into our trip. Yep. Something happened that I gave no thought to at all we spent the first couple days just me and my family i have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and they were having a blast the the kids were happy as hell they're in disney they're eating sugar and corn dogs for every single meal and and then we met up and our our kids did the kind of awkward dance around each other where they didn't really talk and they were shy and then about 45 minutes in 
they just were like, okay, we're best friends now. And they just spent, they, they rode every ride together. They talked. We followed them around the park for six hours. It's like, holy yep. crap, six-year-olds need six-year-olds. I gave that no thought to how they could be missing somebody on their own level. No, I watch. It is, it is interesting because so we started our trip and we met up with a buddy of mine who had a two-year-old and my six-year-old Jackson was very happy to like mess with the two-year-old and he was pushing him in the stroller and you know it was cute and fun but no he needed like another kid his age to like just go crazy with. That was nice watching them like all of a sudden it went from oh I don't really know about this guy like both of the kids looking at each other across the table at lunch yeah. were like yeah fuck this guy. Uh and yeah. then all of a sudden it clicked and it became, you said it to me while we were walking, like, oh my God, now they're playing one-upsmanship. And they just kept getting weirder and crazier <laughs> and trying to like be, like show off state. It was great. But you're right. They needed somebody their age just to be weird around. It, it, it like, and it set, I don't know about for Jackson, but for Noelle, it like reset her for the rest of vacation. Yep. She's like, Completely. she she needed something in between. That was day four out of seven for us. And yeah. it was so much fun. Though. Never mind the fact that kids, I mean, I guess we all did it too, but kids could just like, they stare at each other off for an hour and then they kind of both colored on their, cause we did dinner first. Like we met up and within 10 minutes, we were all sit, seated at a table eating dinner, yep. super early dinner. And then I think it, you took pictures of them outside afterwards. And you, you know, you were incredible with the make stupid faces. I'm stealing that. And, and yeah, they, that's, like, that's it. They were just like, oh, you can stick your tongue out too? All right. Well, we're friends now. Oh, that was one of the things. I don't know when I realized this, but I like when they were younger at like daycare and stuff, I was there. If you tell them to like do silly shit, like make your sad face, your angry face, your ha- they think it's hilarious. No, it, it was so, it was awesome. Fun to watch. Kids are, kids are crazy how they you know they just were like yeah and they spent you know my kids just spent the rest of the trip asking about jackson is he gonna be there today is he gonna be there today yeah same thing here they were uh jackson kept asking where the where they were gonna be and it's great watching the kids it it is tough traveling with kids though man jackson's a fucking trooper like he was awesome on the trip no complaints no nothing but it's just it's just nonstop dealing with like through the airport although i will say i think we gave him ptsd about walking um (laughs) because so for everyone listening we did probably somewhere between 40 and 45 miles equivalent walking over the six days yeah it hit a point where jackson like we were talking about our next trip next year we were planning on going to hawaii where we had our honeymoon and bringing him and he was like how much do i have to walk there And I was like, dude, no, 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 that's sitting your ass on a beach, man. Like, that is not anything like this. So now everything we do, he asks how much walking does he have to do. It's a lot. Like, and <laughs> you, don't, a lot. you don't think about it for kids because it's a lot for us, right? Like, I'm still sore. We got home five days ago. Yep. And we talk about how out of shape I am. But we did. I did 155,000 steps in six days, whatever that equates that's, to. That's, I think, like, so we were not far off of that number. I think you guys beat us by, like, 25,000 yeah. whatever it you, was, were, you were probably at 50 50 miles yeah something like that yeah and, and you were smart you halfway through did a pool day you know oh. you were like we're just gonna sit at the pool and eat and drink for a day which is brilliant we did not we just were like they're doing that we're gonna walk another 12 miles suck it up kids but oh my god you no know, the pool day in between highly recommend for anybody traveling with kids to disney yeah. rock a day in between it like recharged him and we we still have a double stroller because, you know, when Lily was born, Noelle was three. So, you know, we needed it. She's, you know, Noelle is almost seven and she's big. 
for her age. Like she's tall. She's a tall mm-hmm. kid. She does not fit in a stroller anymore. She hasn't been in a stroller in years. But we brought the double stroller to Disney because we just knew like as much as we don't want her in it and we made her walk a lot, it's physically impossible to really have her do what we ask them to do. Like we we I mean we drag those kids around everywhere. Yeah, it was uh well I have a I have something that you can do next time to help really get the kids moving. So after Disney we had our pool day and then we went to Universal. Okay. If you go to Harry Potter World and get butterbeer, it's like children's cocaine. <laughs> literally he like turned into a hummingbird and was like flying across the room after it. It is literally just butterscotch sugar and candy, basically. <laughs> My teeth hurt after taking a sip of it. It was delicious, but like, holy shit, I've never seen anything more made of sugar than that drink. That's okay. So you just load them up on that and you're good to go. We did what uh, this consider, I consider this to be one of my all time great parenting moves, and it's really not at all. We got to the last day, and there's a food festival at Epcot, and we're like, okay, this, this, that, and the other thing. That's what we really wanted, and we haven't gotten yet this trip. They were all desserts. There was like a almonds, raspberry jam cake. There was some kind of freeze-dried Skittles thing, some kind of chocolate ganache thing. And then we, we, you know, we got all of them within probably an hour and 20 minutes. And then we hopped on the monorail and moved over to Epcot and we hadn't gotten a giant cinnamon roll from Gaston's Tavern yet. So we wanted to get that. I'm looking at Noelle after eating these four monstrous desserts in a two-hour <laughs> stretch. And I'm just like, oh, holy crap, your body cannot process this. So we did what any well-meaning parent would do, and we took her across Double the down. Oh. <laughs> we got her a corn dog so that she could come down from the sugar crush. Oh, my God. Dude, they don't offer anything there in these parks other than, like, fried sugar or yep. alcohol. Which yeah. is great. I mean, it was fun, but like we got back and I was like, I just need to eat like a piece of vegetable of some sort. That's <laughs> one of the reasons we do sit down meals as much as we do is because it's the only place that you can actually, well, one, it's nice to sit for an hour, but it's the only place you can get a vegetable. <laughs> like that's it. Like I eat, you know, four Brussels sprouts. And I'm like, oh, like, that's my quota for the day. I'm good to go. Oh Give me God. a chicken tender now. Yeah, yeah, literally, like turn turn into like addicts. Like, all right, I need that fried chicken. Like, where's that fried chicken at? Everything the kids ate was brown, either sugar or brown. That's yep. it. Yeah, the, everything on the table is brown or tan <laughs> or sugar. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fucked up, but awesome. But it was fun. It's a good time. You walk but, it off. I mean, it, but it's... you drove like a psycho. Okay, How not bad going there. You know, no, going <laughs> the there, way... your excitement, you're flying. We, we left after school and after work on a Friday. We drove about three and a half hours. We hit up a Bucky's to get dinner, which I don't, you probably haven't been to a Bucky's yet, but it's, it's a Mecca. It's incredible. And it's a gas station, but it's like Wawa on steroids. It is <laughs> phenomenal. Um, stayed at a hotel, got up at six o'clock the next morning, did the last six hours. And we were, you know, at Disney by two o'clock or something. There's a time zone change in there. Awesome. We were stoked. We were so excited. It's the last day. You get up Saturday morning. You're physically like my body had quit on me. I, yep. like we talked about I hadn't eaten anything good in days. And now I'm going to go eat fast food and sit in a car for 12 straight hours. Because so we did the whole ride home in one day. And we did it from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. You have to. I can't think of anything worse than like the way home hotel stop. No. 
you can't do it. They, like on the way there, yes, I'll break that day up because you're excited sure. and the kids are excited and the hotel uh, on the way. I just want to be home. Like the thought of stopping somewhere three hours from home at eight o'clock at night and spending two hundred dollars on it, yeah. I'd be like, no, no, I'm not doing this. We are powering through. Yep, always the power through on the way home. But yeah, the the healthiest thing you consumed that entire week at Disney was the basil on the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that is legitimately true. But it was fun. I don't know. The driving is definitely more cost effective. But when you're planning it, it's a great idea. When you're sitting in that car with two kids for 12 hours, you question everything you've ever done in your life. Yeah, that's got to be rough, man. Like... (laughs) Two exhausted kids. Yeah, that's the other part. Like, I mean, I guess, did they sleep more they on the did. way home? Yeah. The, the six-year-old more than the three-year-olds, which is the opposite of what you want. But it, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. And then uh, did you guys get your Wawa? Is that, uh, did it work out the way you wanted? So I miss Wawa. There's no Wawa in Tennessee. I don't, we get it when we go home to Jersey or when we go to Disney. We left the parks one day and we knew we were staying out late. So we picked up Wawa in between Animal Kingdom, go back to the hotel, get Wawa, and then go out to another park. And I just wanted an Italian sub with lettuce, tomato, onion, oil, and vinegar, basically Mike's way, but Wawa. And they didn't put oil and vinegar on my sandwich. They didn't put it on my kid's sandwich. My wife wanted a turkey sub and they gave her an Italian sub, which to me is an upgrade, but still not what she wanted. Everything was wrong. And it's just like something that I eat once every two years. It's so disappointing. Yeah. Ugh, brutal. But it, like, it makes me question, like, do I really love Wawa that much? Or is Wawa something that I ate? all the time for 35 years when I lived in New Jersey. And now that it's not in my life, I have this nostalgic upgrade to the quality of what I'm eating. Well, there is a, uh, there is something to it. Cause it's like where you live, you get used to things. So like my parents born and raised in Brooklyn, Bronx, like they are New Yorkers through and through. They've been in North Carolina for 10 years and they were raving about the pizza down there one day. And I was like, what? Like, what are you even talking about? Like, that's not even. A... And I tried it. It's good. It it's good fine. enough. Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was above average for the South. I'll say that. Sure. But it doesn't make it what they ate for the first. No, and I was like, what do you like? You guys were disgusted by this place 10 years ago. Like, what happened? And they're like, yeah, I guess we just got used to like. <laughs> But it's true. Like it's regional foods are such a weird thing because you, you just, they're not regional foods to you, right? They're just food. And then all of a sudden you move or you go somewhere else and you realize that it is a regional thing. There are so many things that I miss with bagels and pizza and Italian food and Wawa. But then there's so many other things that I have living in Tennessee, mostly based in lard that I didn't have out in New Jersey. But it, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if Wawa's really that good or if it's just convenient and something I ate a lot. It's not that good. It, it's good. Let me rephrase. It's good, but it's not what you remember it to be because I have access to Wawa at all times. Right. I'm never like, oh, man, I can't wait to go get a Wawa sub. No, it's never like when you're choosing dinner. You don't choose Wawa over no, something. But I would choose Jersey Mike's. Oh, I love Jer- Jersey Mike's. I mean, they don't compare to me. And we have Jersey no. Mike's. Thank God. So that's where I get my Italian subs. That's where I get my cheese steaks. Like, oh, I don't know what I would do without them. Wawa is just something that I miss. And that <laughs> we'd I be skinny. All day. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, good food, though. I, 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 you know what? I'll take being pudgy and good food over being skinny and no food anytime. There's, there's no. I couldn't. I couldn't live that life. Like, yeah, I want to be healthy. I want to stick around as long as I can. But no. But also, let's I'd shave off a couple of pizza. years and then be happy <laughs> for eighty. Like, I'm good with that. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather house a pizza. And if you guys have made it this far, thanks for listening to Shark and the Hammer with Shammer Sports. Uh, we rely on word of mouth for this. So if you'd like to tell your friends, share it, subscribe to our podcast anywhere, Apple, Spotify, give us five stars. We are the voice of a dad nation. Come listen to us. We want to be here. We want to talk to you about what's going on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.